Welcome to Selfish Confidence, a place where we can connect and be real about how hard it is to be your damn self. I'm your host, Jess, and my goal is to help you build confidence and belief in yourself to live any life path you want, even if it's unconventional. It's time to break down those barriers and connect with women who've also felt on the outside by their life choices. We're encouraging you to grab the mic and speak your truth. I know it can be scary, but we're in this together. We got this. Let's dive in. Hi, Gina. Welcome to the Selfish Confidence Podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you, and Gina's already got me crying even before we started, so (laughs) let's just dive into a little bit about you and your background and how you got started on your business journey. Ooh, okay. That could be a long one, but I'm going to keep it Cole's Notes version. (laughs) Um, So I was a teacher for 15 years and was living the dream, so I thought I was a vice principal by the time I was 29 and was super happy. I was in my dream job. And like I said, I thought I had everything figured out. Um, And I had a major life event happen. And we'll get into that because like I said, we'll be here all day. Um, (laughs) And when that happened with the combination of being super stressed out of work, I was diagnosed with major burnout, situational anxiety, PTSD and depression. That's a mouthful. Mm. And I had to go off work. And at the time, that was the worst thing that could ever happen to me. When you asked me who I was, I was a teacher. I always led with I was a teacher. And somewhere along the way, I guess between society and my own doing, I made my identity all around teaching. And when I couldn't teach anymore, it was life shattering for me. Like I remember not being able to leave my bed. Um, Now I had other things that contributed to it, but I was in a stage where I just, I didn't know who I was. I was looking at this woman in the mirror who never in her life had anxiety, depression, none of that, none of that. Didn't know I, I was a, I understood it and I was able to respect it, but I never knew to live it. So when it happened to me, I didn't have a clue what was happening. And, you know, I had a fabulous doctor, but when I went to my doctor, the first course is always medication, right? And I did go on medication, but I was so laser focused. I don't care. Why is this happening to me? Like why? Why all of a sudden does this happen? I knew I was under extreme amount of stress, but I couldn't understand how I went from this bubbly, happy, you know, life of the party, even though it was never much of a partier, but um, <laughs> to this person who was just somber, couldn't leave the house, couldn't be in social situations. So it all started with me diving into this world of understanding what it was about. And I tried all the things. And at the time, I was a beach body coach. So personal development was in my world. I was starting, you know, I was learning about these things. But at that point, I had put all my coping mechanisms aside to deal with this big life event, right? And while I was dealing with those things, Tony Robbins came into my world and I had an opportunity to go see him. And that story in itself is just incredible how it all went down. But I booked a one-way ticket down to go to his conference by myself. It was the day that Trump was elected. So I was like, holy crap, not going to make this political, but like, what am I doing going to the States (laughs) on this day? Like, was there going to be uproar anyway? So I go to San Jose and I go by myself now. Mind you, I couldn't leave the house. 
I was so stressed out. I had anxiety, depression, but I was so desperate. I wanted to, to give this a go. So I went down and the event changed my life. And when I came back, I was determined to become a life coach underneath Tony Robbins. So I did his training, grew that business very quickly because I wanted to share what helped me. And I decided very early on that this was not going to define me, that this was going to be something that I turned into a positive. Not that I'm pushing positivity all the time, but I wanted something good to come out of this hardship for me. It was the light for me. If I could help other people, then it was that pulling factor for me to get out of a dark time. So that's what I did. And I started growing my life coaching business. And then when the pandemic hit, I already had a very successful business and life coaching. Everything was directly online at that point because I was building my business. Um, I went back to teaching at that point. And so I was building my business in pockets of time and I had a successful business. So when the pandemic hit, everybody was coming to me and was like, how did you go online? Teach me how to do this. Teach me how to do this. Teach me. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. So my business quickly shifted to helping people grow their businesses in the online space and doing things in an untraditional way. Because once the pandemic hit, everybody had to look at things differently. But I was almost ahead of the time. So I already had something that was outside of your traditional nine to five. And my goal was to leave teaching anyway. So once the pandemic hit, I never did go back to teaching. And um, yeah, it just turned into this baby of me helping other women find financial freedom and do things differently besides the nine to five or on traditionally. It doesn't mean you have to quit your job, but it's like there's more out there. So that's kind of where the the whole business idea came from <laughs> in a nutshell. Uh, I love that. And I didn't know that side of your story. So just to hear that, I feel a deep connection with it too, because I kind of came out of that darkness for me. It more started at the start of the pandemic, but right. I lost my job in the pandemic and I had my identity in my career. And I think we learn that from our parents yes. and it's like, Oh, what do your parents do for work? Like they're, we, you are your work. And sometimes we're really proud of that. And sometimes we're not so proud of it, but it became my identity too. And when I lost it, my whole world shook and it's really kind of scary. It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. And I don't know about you, but with my job, like I was the first one in the building. I was the last one out, like teaching legit was my life. There was nothing else. Yes. I had my sports and, and those things, but teaching was my life mm, and I was yeah. damn good at it. <laughs> so yeah. like, and I was so invested. So it went from all of my time, my weekends and like, cause I coached things. I did all, I did all, everything. And then I went from that to nothing. And it was like, I couldn't even sit with myself in the beginning. So that was the beginning of a lot of healing for me because I realized I was doing a lot of things to numb and a lot of things to distract from actually looking at myself entirely. And once I did that, everything else opened up. I realized that, you know, I was doing some things that was people pleasing. I was doing all the unhelpful coping mechanisms because there were some shit that wasn't healed within me. Right. So mm -hmm. I had to really peel back those layers. And the more I did that, the more things opened up. So, you know, it was a blessing in a lot of ways. Do I think it happened for a reason? No, I don't, because I lost my father during that period. Um, and there were some really painful moments that I had to navigate on top of not being able to work and, and being sick at the same time. So, you know, but 
And saying that, I always try to look for, okay, what can I take from this? It doesn't necessarily have to be a lesson, but like, how do I want to do things differently? What can I look at here that I can take from this? So it's not just as one giant shitty thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's interesting how in that moment when everything's dark and you're just like rock freaking bottom looking up and you're just like, I am never going to get out of this. Cause I remember that feeling too of, all of a sudden having nothing to do because of the pandemic. I think we can all relate to that. Just like all of a sudden you have all this time on your hands and you're just like, what am I supposed to do with this? It feels so awkward. I remember Glenn, my husband, looking at me and just being like, this is what you wanted, Jess. Like you were about to leave your job. You were about to quit in a few weeks. Like why why are you so confused? And I'm just like, "I, I don't know. I just, I'm so confused. And I think a lot of women can relate to that confusion. And as you know, this podcast is all about embracing your truth and and living that unconventional life, which you are exactly doing. And I think a lot of people are going to be inspired by that. How did you get over that fear of judgment from others to follow your heart and to live the life you truly wanted? I would love to say, <laughs> oh, I did X, Y, and Z. And, you know, it's oh, so easy. No <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would be lying if I said that the fear is gone. Um, I'm this is a little bit unconventional in itself, but if I don't feel fear and nervousness and I feel like I'm doing something wrong. (laughs) Mm. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. And not that you can't have moments where you're like in a growth phase or you're just like enjoying yourself over the summer. But if I'm going a long period of time and I don't feel fear, it means that I'm staying the same. And for me, with my training through Tony Robbins, one of the things that I'd learned about myself and as human beings is we need growth. And if I stay in that phase for too long, I notice that I crave the growth. I crave getting outside of my comfort zone because I know that's where I grow. I know that's where the expansion happens. Now that doesn't mean that I'm always chasing a goal. That's not what it means, but it, I do like the challenge, right? So, but the fear of what other people, oh, this is a tough one for me because I when, I, <laughs> when I first started this work and when I first started, um, you know, leaving my job and telling people I was doing something different, because for a long time, I didn't share that I was a Beachbody coach and the private page people came in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of fear around what people were going to think. Number one, because I was a teacher and a vice principal and I had, I had it all on paper, you know, on paper, Gina had it all together, but on the inside, I was miserable. So being a people pleaser and having all these things, that fear was legit. And when I told people, people did not believe in me. I wish I had that story of the cheerleaders and yeah, Gina, yeah, you can do it. It was quite the opposite. It was what the heck are you doing? You're ruining your life. You're blah, 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 blah. It didn't matter that I was sick. It didn't matter how unhappy I was. It was very much of keep that image up. And I realized in that moment that I was conditioned to live my life based on an image. And then I was like, I'm no longer available for this. If I can have everything on paper that I've worked very, very hard to get because getting my three degrees was not easy. That's a podcast in itself. (laughs) Um, If I could, if I had all those things that I worked my whole entire life for and still not feel happy, then I knew I had to do something differently. So for me, I had a vision that I wanted something different and I had to believe in myself even when people didn't. 
and I had to be misunderstood and I had to, for the first time in my life, trust myself because I don't know about you, but I kept getting this, like knowing that I was doing something wrong. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. And I kept getting this, the signs and it, it got bigger and bigger and bigger until I was like, okay, I'm not listening. I have to wake up and I have to do something different. So for me, it was trusting myself and having the vision be bigger than the fear, the vision being bigger than the excuses, the vision being bigger than being misunderstood. So for me, that's what I doubled down on. Was it easy? No. Every time I up level, it's still there. But I think the mindset work for me and the daily habits that I do to help me stay grounded and stay focused is really the thing that continues to help me do that, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. And that honestly really just leads us into the next question, because one thing that I really wanted to talk to you today was about normalizing changing your mind, because knowing your story, I'm just like, can this just be okay to like start changing your style? I want to wear different clothes or to change your career, to change your opinions. Why do people put us, society puts us in this box and doesn't allow us to freely change our mind. So what advice would you have for someone who feels stuck in their decisions? Oh, and first of all, um, I want to clap to that because I do think we need to normalize changing our minds, but also allowing things to flow from one thing to the next. Like Mm. I was a damn good teacher because I changed careers. That doesn't mean that that doesn't exist anymore. Two things get to be true. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think when as a society we put people in boxes, it actually closes the conversation and we need to be having conversations where we grow, bring you right back to that growth piece, you know? And if you're staying the same and you are the same person today that you were five years ago, you're not growing, but allowing yourself to change your mind and look at things differently. Like that is beautiful, (laughs) you know? So normalizing that, I think it's also leading by example too. Like if you are following what everybody else is doing, I, I, tr- I truly believe that you're not going to be able to step completely into your growth. You need to forge, not follow, right? Mm-hmm. So my thing is empowering women to get in touch with themselves and be like, okay, what do you want? <laughs> you know, what do you want? And I know we've talked about this before, but really sitting with yourself and being like, okay, what is one thing that I really want that I'm not doing because of X, Y, and Z? And really just normalizing. I think it comes with communication and conversations like this and also allowing yourself to be that beginner because as adults, we don't like to shag up. We don't like to put ourselves in situations where we have to be the beginner, right? So allow yourself to be a beginner. Allow yourself to to change your mind and even practice changing your mind. Like one of the things I'm doing with one of my one-on-one clients right now is, you know, I help her make decisions. Like how empowering would it be if every single day you made a decision just based on what you want? Mm-hmm. Like I think once you start doing that and trusting yourself and listening to yourself, then you can have the ebbs and flows. Then you can go, I made this decision. I didn't like it, but... I'm going to do this tomorrow instead. So I think we've just bubble wrapped ourselves and not allowing ourselves to actually explore it. So when somebody quits their teaching job and goes all in, it's like, oh my God, what did she do? But if we all practice, it doesn't need to be quitting your job, but if we all practice thinking differently, looking inside the box, looking at different perspectives, trying something new, I think it would organically happen. I don't even know if I answered your question. You totally did. (laughs) The the thing that keeps sticking out in my mind is – one of the best ways to do it is to lead by example. And it's going to be super uncomfortable and it's going to be 
awkward because, well, we're in a society that unfortunately doesn't see that yet. But the reason why I'm so, I feel so freely about normalizing change and being okay with changing your mind is because I saw a mentor of mine do it and it's very open about that story and, and will just change their mind and, you know, and publicly be like, oh, well, you know, I changed my mind and that's okay. And seeing that from people more and more is like, oh, well, they can do it. Then obviously I can do it too. Why does it matter if, you know, we change our mind? And the other side of that too, I feel is that making a decision and taking that first step you might have a goal and once you start taking those steps the it's not even about the goal it's about who you become on that journey and once you start taking steps you realize things about yourself for example when i first started doing this work i thought i was going to be a beach body coach yes that that was my stepping stone that was step 1 once i got in it and i was like doing it really well and i grew my business i was like okay holy shit my eyes were just open up to a brand new world of course, with more information, your opinion is going to change. And so I was like, okay, wait a minute. I saw, um, oh my God, I'm pulling a blank on their names. Uh, Shanti and, oh my God, Gary V. Sorry. <laughs> Two of them were on stage when I, I think it was when I was in Nashville and they were sharing their story. And I had this knowing that I was like, I'm going to be on the stage one day. And I was like, I'm going to be helping people in some capacity on the stage. So then the beach body world went from, okay, I want to help people in a deeper level. Then it was the life coaching. Once I like, so it's okay to change your mind and expand and grow and add and delete and, you know, things to be working. And then all of a sudden it's not. And I think as long as we try to keep things linear, we're, we're holding ourselves back. That's not how life is supposed to be. It's the ebbs and flows. It's, doing something that doesn't work so you could find out what does work, you know? So it's just really embracing change and letting go of that perfection. I think perfection has kept us linear, if that makes I, sense. I love that perspective, that that as you make a decision, it opens your eyes to more things and that helps you to see more. And maybe that's going to change your opinion on things and maybe it's going to move you in a different direction because I never saw it like that. And as you, like I started my background in Beachbody, we've talked about that a lot. And I've still held on to some guilt of leaving some things behind or of doing things differently or of branching out of that and often thinking like, who am I to branch out of that, right? And that imposter syndrome that we carry. And that kind of leads us into that next question too. Like, can we talk about imposter syndrome for a second? Because I know, girl, I know you feel it. So let's chat about shifting into that belief on ourselves. And honestly, that's something that Gina's helping me with personally right now too. So (laughs) this is a great question for her. (laughs) Yeah, so... You know, when I first started hearing about imposter syndrome, I was like, yeah, no, this is definitely, definitely a thing. And I feel right now it's a buzzword and I Mm. almost feel like it's become a crutch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, girl. Yeah. So, you know, I'm all about sharing unpopular side. So we're all about unpopular opinions, too. So please give it to us. Give it to (laughs) us. And I think now it's the new buzzword of like, oh, yeah, I have imposter syndrome. So (laughs) I can't I can't get to that. You know what I mean? And when I look at imposter syndrome and while I wholeheartedly with my whole entire being believe that your thoughts manifest in your actions, right? Like whatever you believe, it's going to happen. But I think what imposter syndrome has become it's just like this thing that's oh yeah it's it's the thing that i'm 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 dealing with so i'm not taking the action but i truly think that imposter syndrome is 
healing. And I think if we wait for imposter syndrome to completely go away, I think we're missing the mark. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it bigger than, yeah, just do the damn thing 100%. I think just doing the thing like New Year's resolutions, everybody just does the thing for a week and then they fall off the wagon. I don't believe just doing the thing. I think it needs to be a combination of healing mindset work and doing the thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there is, you'll, you'll never get an argument from me about mindset and the power of it because I have seen so many freaking incredible women come into my world and not believe in themselves and not invest in themselves and not do that work and throw their business down the drain. Belief and mindset is everything. You know what I mean? So I really think doing the work, surrounding yourself with people who believe in something different, doing the healing work and allowing yourself to sit with yourself. We try to busy it away. Mm -hmm. How many people, and maybe we have some business owners listening to this, or maybe we have people who have goals who are listening to this, who has a goal, is doing busy things all day long to convince themselves that they're working on something, but not actually doing what they need to do to arrive to where they want to (laughs) go. Yeah, baby. Right? So Mm -hmm. I feel that, yes, imposter syndrome is a thing. And I think it is the thing that holds people back. Do I think that is the end all be all? No, I don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that perspective on it, Gina. Like it just, it reminds us, yeah, it's imposter syndrome and it's there. We know that, but you're right. It's a crutch. It's something that we've been leaning on for a really long time. We're saying, you know, I'm not doing this because, you know, this excuse, it's definitely a hundred percent an excuse. And as you know, I've been really struggling with that belief in myself and I like to keep it real on this podcast, uh, just like Gina on her podcast, (laughs) keeping it real. Um, Because it's so important for people to know who I am now and in the moment that I'm in. And for me, belief is a big one. And I've just made a huge investment in one of Gina and Emily's programs because I don't want to stay in this belief. I want to up-level and I want to open my eyes. And I've never invested in myself like that. But I knew in order for me to see myself as, I've been using the word big, I want to see myself as someone who's big and and powerful and you know does the damn thing, um, investing in myself like that was the way that I could see it. I had to put that belief in myself. And so I'm borrowing Gina's belief too. And she has to give me a little of the dust too, but taking a kind of action is the way that I can step out of that imposter syndrome. Absolutely. You just nailed it. And I developed, so in the beginning of my business, I try to do everything myself because as a teacher, that's what you do. You have zero resources. You have zero support. Yeah, you're resourceful. So you're good. And I wore that as a badge of honor. Like I remember one time I was like, I did my own website. I did this, I did that. And then I was like, oh my God. So (laughs) I realized that if I wanted to go to the next level, if I wanted to, you know, expand in the ways that I wanted to, I had to delegate. And that was big for me. So early on or early ish on in my business, I developed the who, not the how I had the how I could do it. I know I can figure out anything that I want to do, but I've developed this new idea of who can get me there the fastest, who can collapse the time around my goals. And I feel that when you step into, okay, I have imposter syndrome. We all have imposter syndrome. Like I know this is like, this is not going to be something you might want to hear, but Everybody who you look up to who's doing what you want to do has fear. Fear Mm -hmm. is a human emotion that doesn't just happen to a select few of us. We all have it. 
every time I get on stage, I'm like, oh, holy shit. Okay, here we go. Superhero pose. You, you got this. I focus on the vision of why I'm doing it and I go. But I also do all the mindset work to help me get there. So nobody that you're looking up to is special. Like we're, you know, it's not there, but stepping into the energy of being like, okay, I'm going to find who's going to help me get there. And like you said, lean on them for that belief, lean on them to help you get to that next level. Because when I first started doing business, I gave everything away for free. Teacher mentality. It's what I knew, right? I didn't start charging till I was around people who were charging for their services. You know, I didn't realize that something else was possible until I put myself in those rooms. So looking for who can help you get there is huge. But once again, if you were relying on your hardwire, which most of us are programmed, your brain is designed to look for the negative. And if you don't learn how to bypass that, you're not going to invest. You're going to believe that imposter syndrome is holding you back. You're going to believe that that person, Jess, who's going for something, has something different than you. And that is going to stop you from going after what you want, right? So it's like giving yourself a little bit of tough love and be like, hold on a second, I can do this too. And once you double down on that belief, you don't necessarily need to know the how, but find who can help guide you there, right? So that's just something that I've leaned on. And I pick my mentors based on on, on what they're doing and what mm-hmm. I want, you know? And if if I want that result, yeah, I can figure it out on my own, but I'm going to waste probably two years trying to do it when I can collapse time around my goals and be like, okay, teach me your ways. Yeah. Let's freaking go. Right. Yeah. Let's do it. And I think that that's something like a really interesting way to look at it too, because you're saving yourself time and you're saving yourself energy by learning from someone who's already paved the way. And we don't always see it like that because I'm like you. I'm resourceful. I've been doing it by myself for a really long time. And, you know, I've built businesses successfully by myself for a really long time. But doing it by yourself is really lonely. And it's a lot more fun to do it surrounded by people who you look up to and people who you kind of sit back and you're like, whoa, I'm at this table. Okay, let's go. And it could even just be the table being your family, right? And you just look at everybody around you. It it doesn't matter if the income that they're making or anything, but those people that you look up to, the people that you really cherish their opinions uh, is the people you want to surround yourself with because you start to see what's possible. And yeah. And the other thing too, like back to the time thing, I have a different view on time because, you know, for most of my life I was resourceful and I thought I had all the time in the world. And then I grew up listening to my dad when I retire, then I'm going to start to Mm. live when I retire this. And my dad died at 59. So for me, when I have to choose, I'm like, there's no freaking way I'm waiting anymore. I'm not waiting because tomorrow's not promised. And I know that's a hard lesson. But for me, it's like, it's, it's a non-negotiable, like, I spent way too long going in on everybody else and what they wanted and who they were like, now it's my time, you know, and we take action based on two ways, pain or pleasure. Mm -hmm. And most of us will wait until they are in so much pain to make a decision to move forward. 
and wait till they hit the rock bottom like I did. You know what I mean? So my thing is I've switched it from acting from a place of pain, which a lot of my life, that's how I made decisions was like, oh, you know, I don't have the money for university. I have to go work three jobs or, you know, I, I came from this lack mentality, but now I change because I've switched it to like, I'm worth this. I'm making an impact. I'm doing this for me. So I make decisions now based on the pleasure aspect out of joy, out of abundance, rather than the pain and lack, you know? So if there's one piece of advice that I give you is don't wait. Like don't wait for the rock bottom. Don't wait for things to be so hard that you have no choice but to make a decision because acting from that place, take it from me, is such a hard place to take action from. And we get to choose. And I didn't like that when I first started my journey. I was like, you know, stopping my feet, my fist. I was like, no, we don't get to choose. But we do. We get to choose. We like to pretend that we don't. And we like to point to external things. But if you can go internally and realize that you have so much freaking power, then everything changes. Yeah. And if not now, when? When are you going to make the decision? If it's not today, if it's not some choice you're going to make now, Okay, when are you going to finally do it? When the kids grow up and go off to school, when, you know, you have more time? Like, truth is, you're never going to have more time. No. Take it from me. I do not. I feel that way. I have so much time on my hands, but I still feel like I never have time. 100%. Yeah, if not now, when? Ask yourself that. Journal that out today. And even like, I think we're under the false illusion that we wait for a better time. Like, we're like, oh, Mm. well, this is happening right now. I'm going to wait till, and then that time comes and, oh, wait, like, if excuses are on the table, there's always going to be an excuse. So right now, if it's time, when you finally feel you have time, you're probably going to go, well, I'm too busy. Or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, now I got to be with the grandkids or now like there's, if you have an excuse in this moment and this, you know, this is not an all or none approach, of course, but like, if you have an excuse and you find you always have an excuse, you're always going to have an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you know, if, if not, you know, use the same thing that you just use, if not this, then it's going to be another reason. So if excuses are on the table, they're always going to be on the table until you change that story. Yeah. The other thing I'm hearing in my head is, um, oh, I just lost it. That's okay. It'll come back. (laughs) Give me a second. Praise the Lord for editing. What? Oh my gosh. Why was it just there? Why'd she go? Come back. I was saying, Oh, how I do one thing is how I do everything. Yeah. And so when it comes to the excuses, if you make excuses to do this or, you know, you hit the snooze button and how you hit the snooze button, you're hitting the snooze button on your life. Like how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I say that in my head over and over again throughout the day because I make excuses all day long. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make dinner. I'll just grab takeout. You know, I don't want to work right now. I'll just watch Netflix. There's so many things that I tell myself, but I have to be like, wait, 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 wait. How you do one thing is how you do everything, Jess. Do you really want to frig this up right now? Like, come on, like to just break it up a little. But that's really good self-coaching because I think if you can self-coach yourself in those moments, like that's where you have a change. You break your thought patterns. Um, Another one that I use often that I'm like, oh, hot damn, that's good. And (laughs) I play a lot of sports. So I say to myself, how I practice is how I play. Ooh, So when I'm doing like the prep work or when I'm doing this, so I'm like, hold on a minute. Like, are you really being true to the things like the game day? You know what I mean? Like, 
So for me, that helps me really step into like when I do something, I do it well. It doesn't mean perfect, but I show up and I keep those promises to myself. Is it perfect? Hell no. Um, but yeah, it's practice how you play, you know, and if we wait for game day and like the day of your launch, for example, or the day you put your podcast out or the day that you go to do that goal and you haven't been practicing, of course, you're not going to do that well. Right. So anyway, I'll stop the sport analogies. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> no, bring on the sport analogies. It's a good way to look at it because there's people from all walks of life who listen to this podcast mm. and somebody's going to be able to connect with the sport analogies. Is it me? No, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, but it's, yeah, it's true. It's true. And it's just like, yeah, the, the, the big message there is like, what? yeah, just as you said, as you do the one thing, that's how you're going to do everything. So mm -hmm. if when you have a goal and you bail on yourself, if you don't change the mindset and how you approach it, the next time you do it, like a, the Monday, you know, I'll start oh, on Monday, yeah. I'll start on Monday, mm -hmm. I'll start on Monday, right? That's never going to change unless you do some things differently and internally too. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Monday. I know. Mm -hmm. I feel you. Um, Gina, can you tell us where our listeners can find you, um, where they can find the Keeping It Real podcast? What can they expect from that podcast? What they can expect from you? Oh, well, um, you can, I hang out mostly on Instagram. So um, I believe there I'm Gina underscore keeping. My, one of my biggest passions is my podcast and it's called the Keeping a Real Podcast with Gina Keeping. Uh, there's a pun there. Um, and <laughs> I love to keep it real there. So two of the things, like I'm a mindset and business mentor. So I share a lot of life hacks and mindset stuff, but I also share some unconventional ways of growing your business. Um, I'm very against burnout and hustle and doing things because other people do it. I've never followed that path. So I really want to empower women and whoever wants to listen um, to really do things their way and to know that success can look different for all of us and to really empower people to blur the freaking lines and go after what you want. And just, uh, you know, it's a fun place to have some deep conversations. I have some incredible people who I interview. You were on it recently. We had the best <laughs> chat. We did. We um, had so much fun. Yeah. So that's that piece. I have a lot of programs um, around mindset and business. Um, you just recently joined one, which is, I don't know when this episode is going to be out, but it's uh, probably one of the best things I've created for uh, myself and Emily um, for business owners. So if you're ready to kind of up level there, we got you. Um, I'm a co-owner of Shift and that's a personal development conference that has just lit me up. And we do those twice a year and we have some really big plans there. So you can follow us there at shiftevent.ca and get all the goods there. So essentially that's it in a nutshell, I think. I wear a lot of hats. I do a lot of I know, things. I love it. <laughs> and the listeners have heard about Shift through the episode that Jamie and I did right at the event, right after the event. And the episode that I did with you on your podcast, I aired a few weeks ago on this podcast as well. So people are familiar with you, Gina. They know Aww. what's going on. So good, good, if good. if anybody is listening and they're just like, yeah, I do want to go to that shift event or I do want to join that program, send Gina a message, send me a message and I'll connect you two so that um, you know that you're welcome there. And I'm really Thank excited you. for the next shift event. I was just thinking about it in the shower because, well, what else do you do? Um, <laughs> and I was thinking like, wow, this next event that I'm going to is going to have a very different feeling than the last one because I walked into the yes. last one not knowing you at all, not knowing anything about the event. I just felt this overwhelming calling to be there. And I was like, well, I guess we're doing this. And 
I did it. I didn't, I literally did not know you at all. And so to go from that just a few short months ago to this, and then to see you again soon at the event in January, it's going to have a very different feeling. So yeah. if anybody's there and they're just like scared and they're like, well, I feel called to go, but I'm kind of scared. Like do it scared. Just do it scared. Oh, I love it's it. So and good. you know, what's really cool is, you know, I didn't know you very well before the shift event, but I've seen so much growth in you and it's just, <laughs> it's wild to be watching. So I can't wait to see what happens in the next three months, like oh, with your business and then boom. But yeah, it's going to be. I see wild. it too. I, the shift event is a huge component to how I started doing these in-person group gatherings for people. So the selfish socials for those listening and so you can thank Gina for these socials that we've been having in person. <laughs> that's all you, girl. <laughs> but, because yeah. that's when I realized I really needed community, just like most yes. women listening to this podcast. You need people in your corner cheering you on. And if we can do it pressure-free, hanging out with the girls on a Friday night, then that's when we're going to do it because that's yeah. when I'm the most excited on a Friday night with a few drinks in. We're going on a boat cruise soon, so let's you gotta go. you give me a heads up. I need to fly up for one and come to one. I'm, oh, it, my I'm, gosh. I'm making it happen. I'm going to make I'll it I'll tell happen. you, you got to come to the boat cruise. It's it's happening in September. It's going to be a good time. September we're going on a, what? September 23rd. We're going on a sailboat on a Friday night, and there's a DJ, and there's <sighs> drinks, and it's going to be super fun around the Halifax Harbor. I will put all the information in the show notes for listeners. Yes, please. Um, oh, my God. Gonna, I'm going to try and come. It would be super try. fun. You're so welcome. Right after this. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I have a few questions that I ask every guest yes. that comes on the podcast. Um, so the first one is, what is your favorite compliment to receive? I think my favorite one is when people tell me and they say, thank you for making me believe in myself. <sighs> I can never, and even as a teacher, um, when my students would say this, I got to share, do you mind if I share a little? You go girl, share. I had this moment where when we were doing the last activity, walking down, I won't say too much, but the the very last activity we did at shift. Oh yeah, yeah. And we called it the tunnel of love in our podcast when we talked about it. Oh good. Okay. So when we did the tunnel of love, um, (laughs) I had, I had one of my students attend the event. So I taught her when she was in grade six. And as I was walking through and she whispered something in my ear and she had said to me, thank you for being the best teacher I've ever had and believing me. And to me as a teacher and as somebody who I've worked really hard, really hard. And like, there's parts of my story that if we, you know, if I shared it, it would break your heart. So for me to be able to, help people see how freaking incredible they are, even after all the pain I've been through and all the pain they've been through. To me, that is the best compliment. That means I'm on mission. That means I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing because I just want people to see what I see. And so that is the biggest one. And a more funnier one is when I get the message from my past clients and friends. It's like, I thought of you today. So, you know, something happened, small or big. And I was like, Gina would want me to celebrate this. So I'm like, yes. <laughs> Those are good. Those, Those are, are two, two good compliments. Yeah, I'm like I... over here crying because I, t- I understand that. And, yeah. and I've been working with you deeply on that for myself. So, yeah, that's, yeah. A, good, that's a good compliment. You're so yeah. right. Um, what is your favorite thing to do, to do to boost your mood when you're feeling grumpy? So I have some daily practices that I do. I, I'm very big on managing my energy and not time. And when I manage my energy, everything else usually falls in place. So working out for me is huge. And I do something, I do a morning routine that um, 
has taken me a while to perfect. So that's definitely it. But dance parties, I literally Oh,
haven't had it hard, you know, and mm -hmm. I've gotten that. The reason why I say that is because I've had people say like, you just have it all together. I'm like, oh, you haven't followed me for very long. You don't, <laughs> you got to go back and look at like the story. So I, I really think that being vulnerable and sharing who you are just gives other people permission to do the same, you know? And one of the things I had a, one of the best compliments other than the other two that I got was that you have shown me that you can be, and she said like be broken because at the time I was broken or I thought I was broken and still be successful in life, you know? And I'm like, we all have something that has caused us pain. And I think the more we have the conversations and the more we show that we're human beings, it's okay to show the pain too. You know, it's just, I think it's a beautiful thing. I love that. Thank you, Gina. And yeah, Gina's coming back, guys. Gina's coming back. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. You're amazing. <laughs> I am so grateful that we could connect today. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend or on your social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me grow this community and get my message out there. And don't forget, you deserve to embrace your truth. It's time to live life your way.